A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. So now let's look at some of the aspects of this gospel passage. At the very beginning, Jesus asks a question. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And asking his disciples. And it says that they replied. So it makes us think that all of them um, had some sort of response. Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But then there's a second question, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter is the only one who responds to this question. It makes me think of kids that when there's a question asked, want to give the response. They want to show that they know the response. And so for this first question, who do people say that the Son of Man is? All of the disciples start responding. Oh yeah, we know, John, some say it's John the Baptist, some say it's Elijah. But then when the question becomes more personal, everyone backs away because Jesus says, but who do you say that I am? And I, this image I have is the disciples kind of taking a step back because they realize that, okay, now they have to personally respond to this question. Uh, and there's only one who's courageous enough to re reply, and that's Peter. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And with this response, Jesus then enters into a dialogue with Peter, and he shares what Peter's mission will be in the church. But then what happens is that this response of Peter becomes also a gift to the other disciples. Even though the other disciples were hesitant to respond to this question, the fact that Peter responded, it became a revelation. Jesus was able to reveal himself more profoundly to all the disciples who were there present. And Jesus begins to explain to them even more what it means for him to be the Messiah. He starts to, to speak about the fact that he's going to suffer greatly, the fact that he's going to be killed, and the fact that he's going to rise from the dead. But... And, and the fact that Jesus wants to bring them, he wants to bring all of them into this more, this deeper relationship with himself, because these are things that he hasn't shared with anyone else before. And he wants to, as a friend, be able to share his joy and his sorrow with them. 
But as we see, they're not exactly understanding yet what it means for Je for him, for Jesus to be the Messiah. Because Peter, again, it's just Peter that takes him off to the side and wants to rebuke him for, for what he's just said. He's, and says, no, Jesus, they're not going to kill you. How can you say that? <laughs> um, but then we have these very strong words of rebuke that Jesus says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. So this response is very strong, but what I began to recognize as I was, as I was praying with this is that these words of Jesus are meant to liberate Peter. Liberate him in what way? Liberate him from his own ideas, his own way of thinking, and to free him in order to really enter into relationship with Jesus. When we are friends with somebody, um, we can't really enter into a deep relationship with them if we have a false idea of who they are. So what Jesus is doing is he's correcting Peter. He's saying, Peter, I want to be in relationship with you, but if you have this idea of me as a glorious Messiah who's going to reign as king on this earth, you have the wrong idea in mind. You're not thinking of who I really am. I'm the Savior. I've come to suffer to save my people. And so if you want to enter into a relationship with me, you need to convert your ideas of who I am. So this response of Jesus is something that sets Peter free to really know who Jesus is. So we shouldn't be afraid of receiving rebukes because a lot of the times it helps us to have a greater understanding of reality of the truth. And so what can we do today uh, as a response to this word of God? I have two things in mind and we can choose which one is better for us. But as I said at the beginning, Peter's response becomes a gift for the other disciples because the fact that Peter makes his proclamation of faith, you are the Messiah, makes it possible for Jesus to reveal himself more profoundly to all of the disciples. And so maybe we can think of a person today, someone who has received some sort of gift from God, and instead of being jealous of that person, let's thank God for that person and how that person becomes a gift for me. And if possible, even to go to that person or write that person a message and say, hey, I was thinking of you today and I just wanted to say thank you because you're a gift to me in this way. Another thing that we could do um, is more in the line of how Peter acted in this gospel today is to not be afraid to speak the truth to God, the truth of what's in our hearts. And Peter speaks twice to him. The first time he gives the response, I guess the correct response, you are the Messiah. But then in the second part, he, he gets it wrong. But the fact that he gets it wrong, that's okay. God wants us to come to him even if we get it wrong, even if there's a part of our hearts that we're ashamed of. He doesn't want us to hide that, but he wants us to enter into dialogue with him. So if there's something that we're hiding from God, maybe unconsciously hiding from God, today let's look at that and bring that into a conversation with God and say, hey, I don't understand this or I'm ashamed about this part of me or why am I acting in a certain way? Um, whatever that is that we are wanting to hide from God, to bring that to the light, to bring that to him so that he can free us because his response is always love. And I would like to close with a citation from Cicero. Gratitude is not only the greatest of the virtues, but the parent of all the others. 
Gratitude is not only the greatest of the virtues, but the parent of all the others. Have a blessed day.